in lieu of anything else to do, welcome to solitary confinement in the digital age. In lieu, in lieu of anything better, here I am. Breakfast time in absentia, raisin toast, always pleasant. The water's frozen to the house, so it's been, well, this will be day three of no shower. Yeah, but I like no shower days too. I'm going to try to get the water going today. Apparently, it's going to, it's going to warm up to minus one, so anyway, that'll be good, but the nice thing about no shower days is that I don't have to go jogging, so I can kind of be a lazy day, because I don't, I'm not going to, though I'm trying to keep fit, I'm not going to like be turned into this fitness maniac. That is not my quest here in solitary confinement. I'm not going to be trying to be like aggressively getting better. I'm just going to be trying to doing balance of some fairly strenuous physical activity with some spiritual training, some non-drinking, and lots of writing. And that is my path, and that is the path to this work of fourth cinema, which is not cinema yet. But it might be. You never know. It might be. Why not? Um, hmm. Well, I'll have my breakfast. I better get my OJ. See? Another healthy breakfast. This would not be occurring. This would not. Well, I don't know if it's healthy or not. Who knows what healthy is? But another doing this is a, you got to eat something anyway. And orange juice always makes me feel better. And uh, little Castro here, all cozy. She's listening. Her ears are perked up. She's listening to the podcast. She likes the podcast, don't you? She hasn't got out of her blankets yet because it's a. Uh... Anyway. Hmm. I had a brief, I'm just through a brief period in, of infatuation. It overtook me for about eight hours, maybe 12 hours. And I was looking online, just randomly searching cheap properties in Canada, as I, which is how I found this place. And I found a church, a beautiful church. Oh, even talking about it now makes me... Anyway, maybe my infatuation is not over. But I found a beautiful church in Newfoundland for sale for an extremely cheap price. The woodwork in this building, it's got beautiful stained glass windows. It was made in 1907. I've already got my day trading... Um, Anyway, my financial situation since stopping drinking has improved to the extent that I've already got half of it saved. Look at this church. More, more, uh, more than half. But, I don't know, I did some street view around the village last night where it is. I don't know. I went to bed feeling 
I did a good street view around. And I don't know. I just went to bed feeling like, no, it's, fu it's funny. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. But maybe I should. I'm just going to let it out there. I, I don't think this church will be around for long. Somebody, it's the cheapest building. Somebody's got the potential for this place. Oh, my goodness. I should get it. Turn it into an Airbnb. But why? Why? Why would I want to do that? You know? I would like the church. I would like the church, but I don't feel I'd like being... I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hmm. Solitary confinement in a digital age. <clears throat> I'm just writing a particularly grotesque <clears throat> scene. That even thinking of it makes me choke on my, almost choke on the raisin, the raisin toast here that I'm devouring. Almost choke. Oh boy, I can't even verbalize it yet, but I feel like the writing must be okay because I'm. It's either the writing's okay or it's just my imagination of this is okay because this is a true. This is a true scene, and maybe I'll just explain what the scene is without reading it yet. But the scene is where Andy's at the abattoir and he's talking to this Vietnamese woman who works with him, who his boss, his foreman, Bert, is completely infatuated and in love with. And he knew that the only the, the only downside of talking to this, this cute little lady named Yuen, Yuen, I think, was that you know you knew that Foreman Burt was going to be there in a second, and this is exactly what happened in the scene. And he was talking to you, and Foreman Burt shows up. I got a job for you, mate. And the job was for Andy that the awful that the pipeline of all of the awful in the whole kill floor, which which drained into a room in the basement. There was a hole in the roof of a base in the ceiling of the basement. That the pot that the the awful pipeline was clogged, and Foreman comes up and hands Andy a broom. And tells him to go downstairs and, and instead of rather than talking with Yen, now he was to take this broom, go downstairs and stand beneath the pipeline, the hole in the ceiling with a broom and with a broomstick and poke above him at the hole until whatever was clogging the pipeline fell out and all of the fat in the abattoir, all of the fat, bones, blood, everything in the abattoir came raining down on him. That's the scene I'm writing. It is a true scene. It is something I lived. And the memory of it. Right now, to put it this way, right now the scene is, I've left the scene, and he's at the door of the room in the basement with the broom, standing there looking in, and he's realizing that the, where the where the awful comes out, the hole in the ceiling, it's about 20 feet into the room, but the whole room is just hills and hills of awful, of carcass, blood, bones, hair, cow hair, any part you can imagine. 
mountains of it. And so in order to get to the hole to unclog it, he's going to have to, like the stuff's higher than waist high. Sometimes it's almost at eye level. He's going to have to wade through parts of it and climb through this to get to the hole. <sighs> anyway, not fun to write, but I think the scene will be powerful. It was certainly a powerful experience in my life. <sighs> oh, man. OJ. Okay, so tomorrow... I'm going to have... It's a Sunday, I should say. It's Sun. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. Oh. Well, there you go, Valentine's Day. I've got two memories of Valentine's Days that I can remember. Probably. I can only remember two Valentine's Days. Two stand out anyway, if I thought harder. One was in Toronto. They were both in Toronto. <laughs> One involves a lady named Heidi and a Toronto make <laughs> my girlfriend. And a Toronto Maple Leafs game, and we broke up that night. <laughs> I think we went on a double date on Valentine's Day to a Leafs game. We did that in Toronto. We, Pete and I both took our ladies to a Leafs game. And <laughs> also forgot, we went, we, okay, I took Heidi out to this beautiful dinner beforehand at Baton Rouge on Young Street. And we had a, just a massive, ridiculously lavish dinner. We had wine. We were drinking. I was in a halfway house. <laughs> anyway, so then we'd meet up with Pete and Emza. Pete Fournier and Emza Bachwitz. Good old Emza. Nice, voluptuous, big blue-eyed Brit who... Uh, kind of looked a little bit like Sailor Moon, actually. Anyway, Pete and I, and Pete and I are just buttheads, and we go there. We're all getting wasted, and at that night, and then we went out <laughs> afterwards. Pete and I used to like to kind of go around and look for the girls together, but this on this night we were with our girlfriends, so that couldn't happen. And uh, oh boy, what a terrible life! All the betrayals. Everyone's playing with everyone's hearts. Why would? Oh, well, when I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call, telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I see I need love. Dun, dun, dun. I think that's LL Cool J. <laughs> Do you know LL Cool J or Donald D? Donald D's got, no, no, that's Donald D was like, I should have walked away when you dropped. It's funny how there was that certain era of rap that came around after like the, it was kind of the second wave of rap right after like Ice-T. Ice-T to me was the first wave, even though many people don't. Ice-T was right after Ice-T, Public Enemy, all that. The second wave was like with the Donald D's who was like in Ice-T's posse. He was damn good. But in this second wave, during this time, most rap CDs or many of them had like, I guess many of them were striving for commerciality. Had hardcore stuff, modern hardcore. Donald D was serious hardcore. Uh, they'd have like a sex song, and then they'd have a love song. That was that kind of thing, and that was that little who did love song. Boy, 
wandering thoughts of a man in solitary confinement. I'm having a seven up. It's Sunday. Oh yeah. So in the Valentine's Day, gee, that was interesting. I think Pete, both Pete and I, and our girlfriends, both relationships ended that night. <laughs> that was awesome. But they got, we got back together, and then they ended again, of course. <clears throat> uh, anyway, San Pedro, Pete Fournier, and then the other Valentine's Day was in Toronto as well. I spent that one with a woman named, the last named Ashley. And I, on that day, I recall, that was, I confessed my, I confessed, I, I, I outlined my whole tragic story to her as we walked through Toronto. Her boyfriend was in Africa. We both had dogs. She would babysit my dog. She babysat my dog and would babysit my dog. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's a shame that the way the media works, bland cycles of the media, that the media perpetuates, that there's going to be almost every show you listen to. Like if I wanted to listen to a good radio show today, probably all of the stuff on CBC is going to be like Valentine's edition and even Rich Turfry is probably going to do it. We're going to have best love songs today. I don't know, but I hope, you know. Anyway. The floor is cold. I'm standing. I'm wearing my bed socks. I'm wearing heavy wool socks. <clears throat> my bed socks and slippers. And I'm standing on another pair of slippers. That's what you can hear. Scraping around as I, as I pace a little bit today. <clears throat> Oh, I feel like some music. I feel like getting into this uh, Sunday. You know, I'm gonna play my Ukrainian church choir today as part of my joyful Sunday. This is one of my rituals. Why not? Uh, why not do it right now? Vidubichi, 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 the Vidubichi church chorus, the Vidubichi church chorus. The Viju Beach Keep Beachy Church Chorus. That is Sixto Rodriguez. Shall we let it fly? Let's just let it fly. Let's just play this. Let's climb up. Let's just let it go today. Let's have, a have you ever had a fever from a bitter sweet refrain? Have you ever kissed the sunshine? Walk between the rain. Well, just climb up on my music And my songs will set you free Well, just climb up on my music And from there, jump off with me Well, there was a girl named Christmas did I tell you she drank gold? Oh. She wasn't very hard to capture, but she was rather hard to hold. Well, just climb up on my music, and my songs will set you free. Well, just climb up on my music. And 
bags from there, jump off with me. I'm actually dancing, for the record. Definitely getting a lot more agile in my body. After doing yoga every day, I can feel it in my moves. I can feel it in the way I'm able to move my feet and my legs. Not saying I can dance, but I'm up on my music. Music. Sometimes songs are so ridiculous. Castro's just lying. She's still stretched out. She's having a slow Sunday. She's off and up by now. But have you ever been in darkness? Yes, sir. What's the temperature here? Minus four. Minus four. Hopefully it warms up. Well, just climb up on my music. And from there, jump off with me. Given that, uh, given the extent of, I'm just going to turn six still off. Given the extent of, let's, we'll maybe just let it fly. Let's go on the old, uh, Put in the background going in the Dow. I was just going to mention how many dishes I have. How many dishes I have is the next one. This is just an unknown, an unnamed file. Let's hear it. The lights go down on this. There's a softness that comes about in the evening time. And the lights. Hmm, it's me. The softness that comes about in the evening time. And the lights. That's all I seem to be saying. And the sun goes down and the lights around the city go on. Huh. Can I say it? Uh -oh. There's no truly awesome bookstore yeah. in in Booktown. So oh, wow. We're Booktown, but there's no awesome bookstores. A lot of bookstores are pretty awesome. Are they even in business still? Yeah, they, they got first editions by Thomas Hardy in there. That's an awesome, that's a, no, I'm telling you. those depressing novels. You go, you walk through the haunted bookstore. It's, it is. It's well, I've got to tell you, this is Alex and Walter. Oh, I have been in that bookstore. Okay, that bookstore is the best one in Sydney, I would say. Beacon Books is okay. That's new, isn't it? No, Beacon Books is the second-hand one. Tanner's is the new bookstore. Tanner's is a great bookstore. For a new bookstore? I don't know. You think you could? You think you could make a better bookstore than any of those we just talked about? 
You think you, you think your a book so that you would make could be better? You think yours would be superior? The book blanket man? What are you suggesting? Your blanket is a better bookstore than any of those ones? Yes. Yes, that's what I suggest. <laughs> uh Golf is strum the ukulele. My secret phone recordings. Really, you sing along issues with his ego. Seagull bomb, I mean, that was Seagull bomb. Gonna turn you down. We're gonna have Jeremy Stewart play New Moon in the background as the next Dow one. And I'm drinking my coffee. There's nine minutes to go in this installment of solitary confinement in the digital age. My head feels a little racy still. <sighs> but I'm grateful. Good old Jeremy. Tonight, the new moon. This is all I'm saying about the moon today. Big holiday tomorrow. Things are getting spiritual again. Oh yeah, Seagull fighting over something out there. Crow and a seagull, that's a rare interaction. The crow has something, I think, and the seagull wants it. What does that symbolize? We got one for sorrow, two for joy, but what about one seagull, one crow? They're both walking towards me, the crow. Oh, here comes the second crow, or at least. The seagull's just standing there. Oh, there's another seagull now. Interesting. The crow's gone. The crow's like, okay, see ya. I was like, why am I standing here? Why am I gonna be, be here? I'm the one that has the thing in the mouth. I'm the one that has what they want. Why do I want to stand here and let the seagulls peck at it? Uh, yeah. 
to receive the night. I love that line. The doors are open to receive the night. Are open to receive the night. That'd be a good Doors album. Are open to see the night. The doors. Open to the night. The doors. The doors. Well, thanks for keeping me company here as I just kind of veg out and listen to tunes and think about Oh, Scotty Dunbar, Canadian Highway. Wow. That's something that's stairwell forty eight seconds. Stair read it on the internet. I'm the one who sent it. Oh, this is Ashley. This is Ashley who I spent Valentine's Day with. I know what you're looking at on the internet. I know what you're watching on television. Holy All of those ideas you have in your brain that you think are your own. I'm the one who gave them to you. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Don't you come round here no more. Oh, there's Ashley. That's what she basically told me. Yeah, I guess I deserved it, but anyway, I know what happened. <laughs> I just realized, I just realized something. Unwittingly, unwittingly today, Valentine's Day, February 14th, even though I was complaining about every show having to do a Valentine's edition and that like if I wanted to hear one, that the media is perpetuating this Valentine's Day thing. If I just wanted to hear a normal radio show that had nothing to do with Valentine's Day, I would be unable to do it. Here was my big complaint. And now I realize with less than three minutes to go in this edition of Solitary Confinement in the Digital Age that I too have made a Valentine's Day show. I've made a Valentine's Day show and the, the appearance of Ashley speaking as the CN Tower in this recording we made is Man, she had a great speaking voice. Little Ashley. Nice days. Those were nice days with little Ashley. Oh, my darling. Let's listen to Sharp Briar by American Analog Set. Mm -hmm. 
that can send us out. That's a poem I'm going to read today. Oh, I gave a little Valentine's Day call this morning without even realizing it. Wake up. When you wake up into the panic and the tulips from Ralph's have almost had it, why don't you change the water and cut the stems? Maybe find a vase a little taller to help them up, to help them stand up straight. When you wake up into the panic and the devil's almost got you, to throw yourself off the cold. Oh, when you wake up into the panic and the devil's almost got you to throw yourself off the cliffs of religion, why don't you lie down in front of the ferocious traffic of your daily life and get creamed by some of the details? Written by Leonard Cohen on December 13, 1993. So good to wake up with you, beloved. That'll be the picture for today's episode. See, the episode created itself organically. Organically. Just go like this, hold it up here. Uh-huh. 